Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Mike Quick is joining us today for Song of the Soul. Maybe you know singer-songwriter Mike Quick, and maybe you missed his moments of fame in the past three decades he's been performing on the stage, like his brief performance at the White House or his performances with the Mighty Bullfrogs. You'll mostly hear him as a solo act these days. He's a talented country boy, has performed many styles of music, but he's mainly at home with folkish music, though it raises the hair on the back of his neck when he hears Ella Fitzgerald singing Love for Sale. You'll find a rich assortment of religious metaphor and allusion in his song, but mainly what you'll hear is a real man in honest amazement at the real world. He joins me today in the Northern Spirit Radio studios. Mike, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me in, Mark. Mike, I've got two of your CDs, but I think you've participated in more CDs than that. How long have you been doing music, and does this go all the way back to your childhood? Uh, my mom said I was born with a guitar. Probably from the time I was 16, 18 high school, I, I started playing in one type of band or another. and So it's been most of my life up to the present time. And what kind of music were you doing back then? Paul Revere and the Raiders, or what was your style? Actually, 
what provoked me I, or inspired me to start playing music was hearing Bob Dylan's Tambourine Man for the first time. So I kind of started playing guitar during the folk scare of the late 60s, kind of a Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Limelighters, and Kingston Trio. From there, I moved through several inceptions, country blues guys like Charlie Patton and Sun Howe, Robert Johnson, and moved on to uh, just about everything from there. So I guess acoustic folk music has always been kind of my first love, and I'm kind of gone full circle now at this point in my life, gone back to that type of performing. So do you play much? Do you get out there? Do you have a calendar out there that's chock full of all kinds of performances? I play a lot less now than I used to. I got kind of tired at one point of the bar circuit and running around the country staying in Holiday Inns in Bismarck, North Dakota in February for two weeks at a time. And the glamour of that kind of wore off. So these days I kind of pick my spots. I just did a benefit for Habitat for Humanity uh, I'm doing a show locally at Unity Church with my friend Yada on April 10th and April 20th. I have a live radio show in Chicago, WDCB, that's called Online Folk Festival. So, so I play here and there. Less urgency for me to play these days, but I would say occasionally. I know that today you're going to be sharing music from two CDs that you've produced over the last five or six years. One of them's called Down Bullfrog Road, and the other one's called Rain. Do you have other CDs, recordings, maybe tapes, maybe even LPs out there? I have a CD from 1999 recorded with a band called the Mighty Bullfrogs that I have seven originals on. And I actually, my oldest recording to date happens to be a 45. Remember those 45s? That was recorded way back in the 70s, and I still have a box of those somewhere in my basement, so it kind of runs the gamut. Never did an 8-track tape. I always wanted to make an 8-track tape for some reason, but never achieved that in my life. Let's dive right into your music, Mike. And as we talk about your music, I'm going to ask a little bit more about your religious, spiritual, your outlook on life, your ethical, moral, your what-gets-you-excited quotient. All of those things are part of Song of the Soul as far as I'm concerned. Whatever's exciting to you is going to be exciting to us. So what song do you want to start with for this Song of the Soul? Why don't we start with Great Flood? Okay, so is this like a, a Noah reference or what? Is there an actual Great Flood that you're referring to? The way I try to write songs, or, or sometimes the way they seems like they write themselves, is that there are different dimensions, different levels to the song. I try to find images that are... Universal may have more than one meaning, different levels, so it's not premeditated. I have a sense of, of there are certain elements, I think, in the world that have spiritual connotations and connections for me. Rain, for whatever reason, is one of them, perhaps because of a sense of renewal that it brings. It also, on the other hand, in a yin-yang way, brings destruction. So this particular song happens to talk about the, the destructive side of rain and water. But I find myself unless connecting with spiritual or, or biblical references at times. So is there a national experience that you've had of flood, of rain? I think you live down near Oliva, which is 30 miles south of Eau Claire here in the Chippewa Valley, Wisconsin. Is there a river flowing by that overflows its banks? I mean, my hometown, where I was born, over in western Wisconsin, Darlington, they have the Pecatonica go through it, and each spring it does its flooding thing. Do you have something like that in your life? 
Well, the inception of the song was actually in 1993, coming home to a basement full of water, about a foot and a half uh, water in a basement after several days of rains. And this period of rainfall was part of a greater meteorological event in the upper Midwest that flooded out a lot of the river towns from Des Moines all the way up the watershed. Actually, the first time that St. Louis, Missouri, had ever been closed to barge traffic was during the 1993 flood. So you could say that I guess my personal experience kind of expanded into the wider view of what was going on. A lot of times it seems my songs are written about a specific event, but they have the backdrop of a larger environment that they seem to connect, I guess, on a personal level with a larger environment, larger universe. Well, let's get ready to listen to Mike Quick's song called Great Flood. So put on your literal and metaphorical hip waders, and let's get ready for Great Flood. They closed the river this morning the levee was all gone Half a million sandbags River boats all shut down You can lead your horse to water But you know you might not swim When the rain keeps pouring down And the River's closing in Father led us to the high ground And when we looked back down below We saw the milk cow drowned And the pickup sunk down Where the green corn hills to grow In the same boat as the neighbor Drifting by the rainbow sign You try to keep your head Above the water Till the big flood comes next time And we will build a boat Living on the flood In the blood With the people Of the river From St. Paul To New Orleans We will ride That boat From this land Of bitter dreams Come home Friday afternoon 
about three feet of water in my living room. You try to figure out if you should make just one more stand when that Mississippi River keeps taking back the from Mike Quick's CD, Down Bullfrog Road. It's called Great Flood. And, you know, you make reference in there to all the stuff around Noah, the rainbow sign, things like that in that song. Do you have a religious background? Did you get taught all that stuff as a child? Well, you could say I'm a recovering Lutheran, I guess. I was brought up in Lutheran church and not formally religious these days in a denominational sense, but I consider myself very much spiritual you know, in more of a ecumenical sense, a wider sense. I'm not sure it works quite the same with Lutherans as it did with the Catholics. I was raised Catholic. We went to church every Sunday. My impression was that Lutherans, kids would go to church until they went to confirmation, and as soon as they were confirmed, they'd stop going, except at Easter and Christmas. Was that your kind of rhythm to your religious life? Pretty much. I think uh, it happened to coincide. Confirmation for me in the Lutheran church happened to roughly coincide with being 16 years old, which meant cars and girls and number of other conflicts with my uh, religious upbringing. So um, I'm not sure how the point of departure started, but it, it was about the time I was 16. You mentioned you're going to be performing another week or two at Unity Christ Center with Yada. I've seen him there a few different times. Is that the kind of venue where you look for these days? You said before you used to do the bar circuit, I guess, a lot. Well, I played filling station opening. I, I used to play anywhere I could play. Now I, I kind of look for venues that, you know, the value of, of the written and spoken words as a songwriter is a premium to me. It's very important. So I look for venues where people will actually sit and listen, and I don't have to compete with the sound of breaking glass or screaming in the background, gunfire, or any, anything like that. I look for coffee house situations. I do radio shows. Uh, any place where people listen to me is kind of where I, I look to, to play. 
Now, there's one line in there, just understanding that you're spiritual and not religious, and that kind of this Lutheran is part of your dark hidden past. One of the lines in there, I've, I've been washed in the blood. Now, that's a line that's connected with a certain kind of religious outlook, not the kind that you'd find at Unity, for instance, and it's not what you'd find at the Quaker meeting that I'm part of, but you included it in that sentence. How does it feel to sing a line that I think is probably not part of your theology? The phrase, out of the context of the song, of course, is immediately uh, suspect of being religious, but I, I think it's a wider metaphor in the song for living through a, an experience with a lot of other people that is more universal. It's a strong image, I grant you that. I think the song itself gives phrases like that a little twist on meaning, and the fact that it really is a biblical image on one level doesn't necessarily negate the fact that it can work on another level. Again, I think it kind of needs to be understood within the context of the rest of the lyric. I've been washed in the blood with the people of the river from St. Paul to New Orleans, and this has to do with the experience of living through that flood time. I still have the sense, since your second CD is called Rain, that you really like water, that you're, you're not against water. Are you a fisherman? Is water a place? To, do you swim? I am in favor of water, Mark. Having water on the earth, I'm in favor of that. Actually, I love the water. I fish. I, I would swim every day if I had an opportunity to do it somewhere. I have an affinity for, I think, water as a, as a concrete substance. And it carries a lot of meaning for me as a, a metaphor in different respects. For instance, the uh, this upcoming song, which is entitled Rain, from the CD Rain, is kind of the other side of Great Flood. It's, again, uh, there's a dark side and a light side to most things. And in this sense, I think I wrote this from a, more of a perspective of being renewed and regeneration, just the opposite of the destructive sense of the, the Great Flood song. The song is Rain by Mike Quick, title track from his CD, Rain. I'm gonna take me a trip to some other time on the way back machine All the way out past memory lane Be there on the line with that sweet little one Slow dancing in the beautiful rain Step another link in that chain. Find your chain out to the rainbow in the beautiful rain. In the beautiful, 
in the beautiful, in the beautiful, in the beautiful rain. This rain is a beautiful rain. Sisters of mercy held you in that light Where the sun has turned the roses into fire Sisters of mercy held you in the long black night Falling in the dreams of your desire In the beautiful in the beautiful Sisters of the beautiful rain This rain Is a beautiful rain Says it won't be water but fire next time. I believe that when I see them flames, I'll be standing at the river in my old guitar, playing your my God to thee. In the beautiful, in the beautiful. In the beautiful, beautiful rain This rain is a beautiful rain with his song Rain. I have fond memories of rain myself, Mike. I particularly remember about the time I was 10, 12, right in that area, 
when it would rain in Oconomowoc, where I lived at that time, going out barefoot in the rain, the worms coming out, all of that kind of thing. It's a pretty glorious time. In that song, you talk about, I'm going to take a walk down memory lane kind of thing. No room for Mike Quick in his 50s to go out and dance in the rain? Well, there's plenty of room for me to go out and dance in the rain, which I do on occasion. Catch me at the right moment, Mark. I love water and memories similar to yours. When I was a kid, I guess one of the things we did first was to go out and take a bunch of leaves and plug up the gutters in the street so we could brace whatever beetle we could find to put on a stick, get them floating around in, in a little pond behind the clogged up sewer drain. I used to just go out and lay in it when I was a kid. And Nowadays, I'm an avid gardener and I like to grow trees. So I I love the rain. I just soon be out in, uh, sometimes, in fact, the wilder it gets, the better I like it, just being outdoors in a rainstorm. What is the reference in that song to the Sisters of Mercy? What's that about? Because when I think of sisters, I think of nuns, and I think of Catholics, but you said you were Lutheran. That's a good question, Mark. <laughs> Here's where you got me. I guess in that song, again, that's, one of those images and phrases that I've used that I think works on different levels. It's in the context of the song was an experience of nurturing with a group of people and not, not a reference to nuns at all, just a reference to a time when I need to be in a safe place and, and that's where I was. You know, the line about no water but a fire next time, which you use in that song, certain people use it, I think, to justify havoc on the world. It's almost gleefully that they anticipate it. So I was very pleased with your counterstatement, says, well, I'll believe it when I see it, because what you believe in is rain. So I guess if you picked out of the four elements, it would be water and not fire. That wouldn't be the one that you'd go for, and you don't really believe in a theology of fire, I guess? Uh, I don't know about a theology of fire. I, again, uh, the opposites in this world are if you have rain, you're going to have fire. It's just a reality. So, you know, we have good moments, we have bad moments, we have moments of peace, and we have moments of trauma. So fire is, yeah, fire is, is an element I believe in very much. And fire is, I think, maybe metaphorically in the song, representative challenges, difficulties, and events beyond our control that you know we're faced with you've got allusions in these songs mike to different things that are like in that one you have a near my god to thee so you know it's line right out of the old hymns do you like singing those kind of songs hymns you mentioned you have a history with blues and all kinds of other music are there hymns that actually come to your lips and or gospel songs that really call to you yeah, I, I think gospel music, blues music, this comes out of the same source. I think there's a lot of great gospel and spiritual music out there. I I used to do a version of Just a Closer Walk with Thee. I haven't done it in a while, but I enjoy uh, gospel music, especially the some of the black gospel from maybe 30, 40 years back. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Song of the Soul. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host here for this Northern Spirit Radio production. My website is northernspiritradio.org. And my guest today for Song of the Soul is Mike Quick. We're here in my studio for Northern Spirit Radios here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. My home radio station is WHYS LP Eau Claire, Wisconsin. 
You can find me also via the net, via iTunes, all different places. And if you do visit my website, please feel free to leave a comment. We love hearing from you. We're talking with Mike Quick. His website is mikequick.net. He's got two CDs out there that you might want to grab. One of them is called Down Bullfrog Road, and the other one is Rain, the more recent one just from a year or two ago. We just had a song from Rain. We heard one earlier from Down Bullfrog Road. Where do you want us to go next for your song of the soul, Mike? Well, let's talk about my father's shoes, uh, which, as it turned out after I wrote it, kind of re- I re- realized that it works again on a, another dimension. The basis for the song was when my mother died in 1987, uh, we went up to clear out the house. My father already passed away several years before that. But as we went through the house and, you know, decided what what we were going to do with the different things, we found, I found the only real remnant of my father's existence was an old double-breasted suit from probably the 1950s and a pair of uh, wingtip shoes that I remember him wearing. So I packed that up, and I put them in a box, and and they sat in the box for a couple years in my garage. And then every once in a while, my wife uh, encourages me to go out and clean out the garage. But the problem is that when I get out there, I start opening boxes and get stalled on on some of these memories. This is what happened. I opened up a box uh, with some of my mother and father's things, and the pair of my father's shoes was in there. So I... uh, that was kind of the inspiration for the song and allowed me to reminisce a bit about my dad and what kind of person he was. Tomorrow, 
lived his life each day Tried to help the neighborhood Get better on the way The old folks and the hungry Anyone who's poor For anyone who lived in anger Try to find a cure My father was a Christian A Buddhist and a Jew Just a working guy Someone much like you He was a Hindu And a Muslim And Mr. You could see He knew we were Just different leaves All hung on the same My father I guess it's not big news I'd love to walk this town all night In my father's shoes I am not my father And it won't make the TV But I would give the blood he gave me to walk inside his shoes. Yes, I would give the blood he gave me to walk inside his shoes. That was My Father's Shoes. It's by Mike Quick, who's with us here today for Song of the Soul. Mike, my favorite line in the song is where you start talking about your dad being a Christian. And I thought you were going to go into a Christian riff because my dad's a good Christian. But then Buddhist and Jew and Hindu and Muslim, all these things come out. Was your father open-minded? Did you get some of your spiritual with from your home life or is it just that you know a good man in every country is like what your father was i think the point with my dad was he was he was a lutheran uh but his perspective on life was that people no matter who you were or what your background was are treated the same and that's kind of what i was taught to believe and the line in the song about he knew we were all different leaves just hung on the same tree was part of his perspective on on life i not just in terms of what your religious denomination was but whether you were rich poor he just kind of had the same general outlook on people that you treat them fairly and equitably another line that's in there that struck me was you say something about you know you wish you could see the world as kind through my father's eyes 
did he have that optimistic or positive or, you know, the world's a good, nice place point of view? Is that part of what you have or you wish you had from your father? Well, my dad saw the universe as basically a, a benign place. He was a real funny guy. He was a real big guy, but he could always, had the ability, it seems, to turn just about any situation into a humorous one if he wanted to, or at least lighten up darker situations. And I, I guess I wish sometimes that I had more of a consistent, stable, benign view like he had. We were talking before the interview began, Mike, about some of the things we see going on in the world, government and other things, just the way that our culture is going. And I would say that you were expressing at the time, despair would be too strong a word, but probably negativity. Does our culture really hit you that way? I guess it's disappointing, at the very least, to see what what goes on in the world uh, sometimes. But by the same token, there have been disappointing acts in my own life that I have to take responsibility for. So so I'm not a fatalist. I don't see the world as necessarily going to hell in a handbasket, although sometimes I do have the thought that the earth would be a better place if mankind were to disappear for about a million years in certain respects. Well, since you did refer to past transgressions, <laughs> where did Get Right With Your Church come from? I'd wanted to write a, a kind of an old-timey gospel song, and it just so happened that the time I wrote it, or tried to write it, there were some events in my life that kind of told me it was time to straighten up, take another look at some of the decisions I had made and was making, and uh, try to do a little better on a personal level. So the last verse in the song where you say something about can't get found till you know that you're lost. That was you actually recognizing you were in a bit of a lost period yourself? Well, I've had several times in my life when uh, I felt that I needed to connect with something. I think most people have these moments where you're, you don't know where to turn sometimes. Some, some people address them through prayer or religious connection. Some people have a certain inner reserve that they seem to be able to tap into but in the fact is it's just it's kind of like welcome to the human race we all have our dark moments and our highs the songs by mike quick it's called get right with your church you were born with two eyes but told your eyes not to see you were born with two eyes but told your eyes not to see You're born with two eyes, what could your eyes not see? You couldn't see you, you couldn't see me. Get right with the church and bring it on home. You were born with a heart, what could your heart not feel? You were born with a heart, what could your heart not feel? You're born with a heart, but don't your heart not feel In a world where nothing but money is real Get right with your church and bring it on home You gotta get right, let the church roll on Get right, let the church roll on Get right with the church and bring it on home 
There's a jug of baby Jesus on the corner going round Someone saw the Holy Spirit coming on down Get night with the church and bring it on home Get right with your church. Mike, you know, given that you're not particularly a practicing Lutheran these days or anything, I'm wondering what church represents to you. By the way, because I'm Quaker, we don't refer to the place we go to as our church. The building is not called church. We go to meeting each Sunday. So church is part of the big body of 
the faithful or something like that. What does church mean to you? Church to me is whatever source of strength I might have at a given time, in a narrow sense. In a larger sense, I find nature, the universe, the larger world to be my church. Sort of pantheistic, I guess. The $10 word there for finding spiritual inspiration and consolation in the natural world, nature. Yeah, pantheist is kind of a, one of those valuable high-dollar words. It's the one, by the way, that Einstein used to describe his own outlook, seeing the divine in creation, pantheistic. And so, you know, you're, you're in good company there with Mr. Einstein. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Mark. I hope that Einstein will forgive, uh, forgive you for associating me with him, but I am in good company now that I think about it. Many, many good people find it there. As a matter of fact, I just, in a recent interview, was talking with someone, and they talked about you've got the Word of God written through the book, the Bible, but God's book also is creation. So if you're reading creation, you're reading the same hand of the divine. I imagine a number of our listeners, Mike, really don't have much of an idea what Oliva is. Oliva is a small town. Eau Claire being maybe 60,000, Oliva's probably three extended families or something. I don't know exactly. Do you live in town? Do you live out in the country? Well, my wife and I live in a, in a rural uh, setting on seven acres plus, and Oliva is, is a mailing address for us. When people ask me where I'm from, I always tell them that somewhere in the Cleghorn Triangle, uh, which is immediately stops the questioning. I guess, but we're kind of halfway between Eau Claire and close to Oliva, but not in Oliva proper, suburban Oliva. Our property was an old mink ranch at one time back in the 40s, and we bought it in 1990, been trying to nurture it back to life a little bit. It was rather run down uh, when we first purchased it, but one of the one of the best things about the property is the lot itself. Uh, there were a lot of mature pines and a lot of mature oak trees there when uh, when we looked at the house and those kind of overrode i think the condition of the house it was the setting more than anything else that we were attracted to well let's go on to your last song for your song of the soul mike it is the oak and you know is this inspired there or is it where you grew up i don't know where you actually grew up as a young young boy i grew up uh, in eau claire and there was actually a specific oak that I think every every kid, well, I don't know how it is nowadays, but back then it seemed like we all had a little tree fort or treehouse somewhere, and there was a, a certain oak on a certain hill where there weren't any houses built. It was a place where I used to go and just climb a tree and build forts, and it was a place of refuge for me, I think, when I was maybe 8, 9, 10 years old. And at some point... I went back there, and of course, like a lot of places in this country, what was is no more. And where there were forests, there are now parking lots, and and so that that tree was gone. But it was, to me, a place of refuge where I could go and, and lay on the ground, look at the sky at night, and be close to nature. Just dream. I once knew a young boy who loved an old oak tree in the great oak stood looking down at the sea 
He would climb its branches And sleep under its wood With an hope for a friend Life was pretty good It gave him strength And it was a shield From the world closing in Filling up all the fields He would climb its branches And sleep under its wood With an hope for a friend Life was pretty good Life was pretty good Most everything was right Sun in the day Wishing stars at night He could feel the heartbeat Of the earth all around And fall into the sky Just lying on the ground A boy grew up Got a job, moved away He dreamed of the oak Many a day And he was old and tired Finally went back home To sleep under the oak Forever alone But the oak was gone As it built to the sea There was a sign that read Welcome to Walden Three Enjoy life when it's good And most everything's right The sun in the sky And wishing stars at night Listen to the heartbeat Of the earth all around You can sail into the sky Just lying on the ground This old world Don't always spin like it should With an hope for a friend Life is pretty good Listen to the heartbeat Of the earth all around You can touch the evening star Just lying on the ground You can ride a shooting star Just lying on the ground You can fall into infinity Just lying on the ground I once knew a young boy 
loved an old oak tree. That was The Oak from Mike Quick's album, Rain, which came out back in 2008. You can find out more about Mike Quick's music and his calendar, find out how to connect with him via his website, which is mikequick.net. And, of course, you can always find it via my site, northernspiritradio.org. Well, Mike, you got some beautiful music there. I feel really fortunate to have run into you, connected up. We've got a mutual friend who was a guest just a couple weeks ago for my Spirit in Action program. How do you connect with Jim Backus? Jim Backus is a good friend of mine who goes back a long, long way. He's, uh, many years ago, was known around this area as the musician's mechanic. He had a garage up on 3rd Street, and for us guys who were bopping around in old hearses and broke down Cadillacs and $50 vans, he was he was the guy you wanted to see when you had mechanical problems because he'd, he, I think he had a special musician's rate because, you know, he would charge us next to nothing. Uh, always help us out. So he, he was always a get you back on the road kind of guy as he's got a little older one of the things he's doing as you know mark in summary retirement is photography he's in my estimation he's developed into very fine nature photographer with special interests in in wolves and and bears and and he has a, a spiritual connection i think to those animals like i do so that's the story of my history with jim his photography is wonderful, and people can look it up on my Spirit in Action program, hear about it, and, of course, find a link to his site. Again, Mike, music is beautiful. I really enjoy it, and I'll be playing it a lot around my house now. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, and thanks for having me on your, your show. That was today's Song of the Soul guest, Mike Quick. Again, his website is mikequick.net. A different Mike Quick, the plumber, got .com. So find Music Man Mike Quick at MikeQuick.net. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.